goodness, TGIF, I cannot say that. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. Welcome to Chat, everyone. Hello, hello. This is your place of encouragement for faith-based entrepreneurs. Hello there. I'm Coach Michelle. Over there is Coach Noel. And we always have our Dr. Darlene. She's down on standby today. She's uh she's gonna come in and do our Friday fire for all of our new members and our membership group. Um so excited. Um, you are gonna get blown away this week um, when we bring you um our guest, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But each week we come to bring you strategic insight and, to enc and encouragement to what we call that inner game and that outer game of faith-based entrepreneurship. I'm so excited for what we have today, February 26th. Uh, for you. Let us know where you're joining us from. We always love to see where people come in from. Our analytics tell us we've got people all over the globe. So excited to welcome Russia, India. Um, we bless you. We're so excited to see and we see you. God sees you and what you're doing. Um, so you know that we've been through the month of February. We're going to say goodbye to the topic of love. But today it's going out with a bang. I am telling you. <laughs> We are talking about the love of money. And I think you guys all know it's mentioned in the Bible more times than hell. I think somebody said, I mean, God was wanting us to get a grip on money. And um, I found today, I mean, the, the Noelle, I'm going to have you introduce just a little mm -hmm. bit how we got our speaker today. I'm so excited. I know a lot of people are excited. Um, but this book, I thought I had kind of a handle on the love of money, and then I read this book. So tell us about our upcoming, um, just, just a little teaser before we go into announcements. Uh, who's right. coming on? Who's coming on? All right. We are having Stephen K. De Silva today, and I'm hearing a big time echo. Are you guys hearing that? I don't hear one. Okay, good. Um, Stephen K. Da Silva and uh, Michelle asked me to talk a little bit about how I came across this. I It's probably been about 20 years ago now. I was a total financial mess, neurotic mess around money. I asked God to teach me 100% financial surrender. And that's a big, long story, a big, long journey. But Stephen's <laughs> book, Money in the Prosperous Soul, was one of the first resources that God sent to me. And I've actually been weepy a lot knowing this interview was coming because my business was birthed out of it. My calling was birthed out of it. So I feel like I'm honoring one of my heroes in the faith today. And I just can't wait to spread the word. And it was so exciting to me to see, Michelle, that you had kind of the same response to the book as I did all those years ago. So Oh, yes. I love that. Look at you guys. That is like a key for what is coming. It's going to be powerful. It is powerful what Stephen is bringing. Um, so that's coming up uh, a little bit later here. Um, first of all, we wanted to let you know that um, uh, Body Marvel, our challenge that is about um, what God has made in your marvelous body, um, is a postponed till April. It grew wings. It became this thing. God showed <laughs> us like this. It's not about, you know, so many times health and wellness is talked about as a means to an end. Like that's the end. It's just get healthy. This is not, this is not that. Like there is a greater purpose for what we are doing here. It's not about just becoming healthy um, in your body um, ailments or um, anything that you would normally see in a health and wellness kind of challenge. So it sort of uh, got a little bigger than we anticipated. <laughs> We're going to have a lot going on that is going to really move, I think, um, people to see health as part of even what we're talking about today about soul prosperity. It's mm -hmm. about your soul 
um, pro prospering and having that space where you're you have that atmosphere of grace. You have that atmosphere that um, can create a space for your soul to prosper, to dream, to hear God, to do what he's calling you to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that is what Barley Marvel is is kind of um, its aim, its end is. And once we realize that, we're like, okay, we've got a lot of um, uh, things Planning to, to do. <laughs> do. So, uh, but you can still sign up earlier. We're going to have that link ready um, probably tomorrow, right? I think. Dr. Darlene, yeah, she's giving me the thumbs up. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, the link will drop for Body Marble. Get into Body Marble. It mm -hmm. is going to be amazing. So we won't stop talking about it pretty much for the month of March, and we will launch April 1st. Okay, so just want to give you that heads up. Um, also, we did launch the application for our membership. I am so excited that um, <laughs> our membership is open. I know you guys have been asking for a very affordable way to get coaching and get community, run with people who are like-minded, who uh, faith-based entrepreneurs um, who have something to offer. And so here is your link. It's an application link now. Like we want to make sure you're a good fit. Um, so there's a little application process in there. We want to uh, meet with you and um, then see you on the other side, um, getting some coaching Friday fire and Monday coaching. Um, so that is ready for you. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I know that we normally do a little bit of our highs and lows of the week and um, I have a little girl time, but we have so much to accomplish and we really want to honor mm -hmm. our guests. So I just want to welcome, here he comes, <laughs> Dr. Stephen Matilla. Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're so excited to have you on. Let me pull off our little business thing Girl, there. Something Stephen said before we went live was that he was like, oh, we'll go all over the place and I'll create all sorts of problems that you can figure out later. So it's going to be a great <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we will definitely make some some messes today. Hey, I just want to thank you guys for having me. This is such an awesome uh, platform for women in business. This is just wonderful. And of course, I'm new to it. And I'm like, why didn't I know about this? So I just pray this gets out mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. the nations, multiple nations, and that, that women will find a place to just find their their traction, you know what I mean? To yes. find their, their, their lane and, and a tribe they can run with. So I'm, you got something great going on. God bless oh, you. Thank you so much for that affirmation. Cause you know what? Our, our course is called Roadmappers. And so you just said, stay in your lane or get on your lane. That's exactly <laughs> what we do. So prophetic moving already here. Guys. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Well, Stephen, just give the um, audience a little background. Like, where are you? What's your life look like? Uh, you know, where, where are you hailing from? Okay. I'm in California up in the Northern end and uh, we're pretty, pretty much country up in here. And so it's obviously a little bit chilly and uh, <laughs> our life looks like um, in the mornings I'll get out of bed and beside me is my wife. Her name is Donna. We've been married almost 40 years this year. Can you believe oh, that? Congratulations. Yeah. In August will be 40 years. So um, I've gotten used to this little pile of blankets beside me. Uh, I don't know how she does it, but during the night she spins or twists. I don't know what, how it works, but all the blankets circle around her and end up in this hump. So in the morning I have this little thin, <laughs> this little thin oh, blanket that I, she is my kind of girl. 
yeah, I am hanging on to it like a death grip. And when I get out of bed, there's just this pile of like blankets, like leaves, you know, and I just see it breathing. I know she's alive. All I can see is one uh, kind of a toe sticking out for temperature control. Everything else is covered. It's crazy. She'll be completely asleep. And still she can wake up or she can speak through her sleep through the pile of blankets and give me my to-do list for the day. It's, it's really a gift. I think it's a superpower. So. She sounds amazing. Yeah, She's, a lot of us wives have that one. I yes, she is amazing, actually. She's the best part of my life. She's a better half mm. for sure. So. Oh, and children? We have two beautiful sons. Uh, they did a strange thing, and they both grew up and moved away and got married. So one <laughs> lives in Southern California. That's my oldest son, Corey. He's coming on 33 next week wow. and um my and he's married to a beautiful daughter now and her name's colleen and uh, they don't have children yet but they're talking about it it's getting getting close i can tell winding <laughs> up. my younger son is uh, also married to a beautiful woman named autumn and they live in michigan and they have our first grandbaby his name is theodore james and he Aww. is just the most delightful little person i'm like <laughs> wow we all probably start like this and then we do whatever <laughs> later but Aww. right now he is the yeah. most precious little thing he just it's being a grandpa is truly the best part of my life so far i keep hearing so, that i keep hearing yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i loved being a parent and we just had a blast now I'm like, oh my gosh, what kind of trouble can I get in with this little guy? <laughs> it's probably and send him right back, Michigan. Yeah, let's get away from this troublemaker dad. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, welcome, welcome from California. And I'll have to say, like, yeah, you don't know cold till you come to Minnesota. So, mm. um, but we're having a heat wave. I think it's going to be 40 today. So <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Wow, that's shorts and t-shirt weather there. Uh, it is, actually. For us, you will see people jogging in shorts, no doubt. Uh, so, yes, thank you for that introduction. We're so excited to have you here. And I know before we came on live, we talked kind of about um, some things we want to discuss, but we're like, it is, there is so much. There's such a mountain here. Um, but we are speaking to entrepreneurs. And so we just wanted to start with... Um, just launching into like how, what what made you write this book like where did it come from uh, wow well um i think i wrote this book because something was brewing inside of me i found myself in a strange season where or strange circumstance so i was a nm a cpa and uh, i had been working in accounting i'd been obviously trained in money and finances and just how to read business reports and what to do with business. And then I started a career in a small church that was growing explosively. It grew around 4,000% growth over the years that I was there. Uh, we went from, I think it was 35 employees to around 500 by the time I left. I was there for 21 years and I found myself as the financial pastor. So I had this technology this technical training and now this pastoral training and now i put these together and i realized one day that the um that most financial problems are that uh, people wrestle with are skills based but 
skills will never overcome belief systems. Mm -hmm. And I realized, oh, that's that's the missing piece in financial uh, ministry or just just economics. And, you know, business people are are learning skills and building skills, which are essential. But they won't always skills will always submit to a person's belief system. So if you want to get over hurdles, I mean, that works great when you don't have a, a lie operating down inside of your engine room. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, and people can be very successful that way until they reach a wall or a ceiling. It depends on mm -hmm. how a person perceives it. Uh, for me, it was a ceiling. And I realized the only way to break through my ceiling was to change an operating system that was just faulty. And mm. so that's what was uh, was emerging in my small groups. And I was running a small class and and uh, just beginning to put together the basics of what I called prosperous soul. And uh, then I eventually it was developed enough that I I wrote my first version, which was horrible. But I wrote my <laughs> first version of money and the prosperous soul. And uh, that's that's what we're developing today. And. So awesome. I'm really excited to dive in and talk about different parts of it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to know what the, the ceilings and my uh, mindsets were that were really driving you to really say, this is what's holding people back from a prosperous soul. Mm -hmm. And maybe define prosperous soul for us, like where that came from. I know there's a, a scripture verse that God talks mm -hmm. about. So maybe that's where it came from. So let us know where this whole idea of prosperous soul. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd love to. So. Um, at the risk of over teaching and over going too far, I, I'm a teacher, so I just I just get all giddy when I get I asked have, a question. I have a guest called the finger, like when yeah. I, I need to interject. Like, that's the magic finger. Yeah. Okay, make sure it's that finger, and I'll be watching yes, you. Yes. <laughs> no, um, prosperous soul. It, that phrase is lifted out of a verse in Third John, verse uh, chapter one, verse two. In it, that author is saying, uh, beloved, I pray in all respects that you would prosper and be in good health. So he's referring to these two really important ideas, that you would prosper. That means biblically, that means a good road, that you guys would not just have success, but you would lifetime succeed. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And be in good health. In other words, there's there's healing, which, uh, you know, our community really believes that when people are sick, we need to pray for them and heal them and see God heal them. But there's something better than that, and that is divine health. So you have this, these two massive ideas that you would prosper and be in good health, even mm. as your soul prospers. So I began to say and think, wow, I wonder if the prosperous soul, whatever that is, is like the source or the the uh, artesian well for some really big things in my life that I want. And, uh, you know, for myself, for my family, for my company, for my, mm -hmm. at that time, for my church, for my sons. Yeah. yeah so um, I began to uh, study the prosperous soul and I found a really cool thing. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of talk in my head about the heart and the soul and uh, what, what are all of these things? And, um, what I, what I finally concluded, I found it in Hebrew writing. So, uh, really smart guys and gals, these Hebrews, you know, they've been talking and these are what, what we would call rabbis. So this is a mm -hmm. Jewish teacher 
but they are based in the Hebrew culture. So these really smart people came to this conclusion that the, that the heart of man, that's like the thing that drives us, uh, the, where our emotions are, our, our will, our desire, our dreams, all these big things living down in here are combined by two parts, the soul and the spirit. So um, what a prosperous soul is, is where these two things, the soul and the spirit overlap. So if you imagine Olympic rings, mm. the soul is the mind, the will and emotion. That's our, that's what we've learned and grown and become since we were born. And the spirit, that's, that's like the, the part of us that reaches for something greater than ourselves. That's our, our, uh, our, I like to call it an empty glove that reaches to someone greater than us or something greater than us. And because of that, we, we ascribe, we follow a, a virtue, a idea, a, in my case, a God in heaven who says something and says that he's better than me and he loves me because of that. It gives me a grounding. So the soul and the spirit, two circles, if we overlap those, you'll see that little area in the middle of two mm -hmm. Olympic rings, that's what I call a prosperous soul. It's a soul that is in alignment and overlapping mm -hmm. this, this something greater idea. Mm -hmm. wow. So what do you see happen in the people you've worked with over the years when they hit that space? Oh my word. Well, um, my first, I, I have to admit my first student was me. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. why am I not breaking through? So I, I have my stories, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then as I began to talk about it and put it into terms that others could capture what we found is we just found people's lives change. They, uh, what it does is I, I think what, what John was revealing to us in that verse, third John one verse two, is that you can prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. If your soul isn't prospering, here's that overlap. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if that soul isn't submitted to something greater that is healthy and good, people can mm -hmm. commit to all sorts of things. But, yeah. but right. <laughs> but but when that happens, we gain capacity. It's like we can now carry whatever comes to us. Mm -hmm. And this is what people began to share back to me is. I used to have a limit. My, my ceiling used to be here. And now I'm not sure where it is because the ceiling is gone and I'm able to grow. Mm -hmm. And if they find a new ceiling, they have to work through mm -hmm. uh, their capacity again. What, what's, what, what's happening? I, I have a description of a blender without a lid. And this is how I teach people <laughs> about our hearts, right? Everything we believe is like a blender in our heart. It's a blender, but there's no lid on it. I think God played a joke on us. And, <laughs> and so, you know, if I can, if, if my lid is level one or button number one on the blender, then um, I can go as fast. I can be blessed. I can increase. I can grow my company as high as that level. And after that stuff starts coming out of me, out of my mm -hmm. blender that does not, it isn't what people want to see. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. it's what we try to hide. You know, we try to, you know, wipe it off the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. before somebody <laughs> finds us. And um, when that is happening, the only thing you can do is either retreat from your progress or grow your capacity. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about is 
growing your capacity in your prosperous soul as that that overlap grows bigger, so to speak. It's like the capacity of my blender gets larger, and now I can make it to level two before stuff yucky stuff starts coming yeah. out. <laughs> Until I start splattering people. <laughs> yeah. well, and talk about too, I know sometimes we hit those limits, we can start and you talk about the retreat, you talk about in your book, Money and the Prosperous Soul, how we go into this, uh, this phase called toil. And I want to mm. talk about that, because I feel like so many entrepreneurs, we, we get through those first stages where we're like, okay, yes. I know what God wants us to do. Uh, you know, I know, um, I have my identity, this kind of things we walk people through in our roadmap or process, you know, I know my resources, I can see what in my hand, I can put that together with God. Um, and then we start walking outside of what I call grace, the harnessing yes, grace, and we move right into toil, and we start like grinding it out. And so I love how wow. you talk about toil in your book. Um, talk us, walk us through a little bit yeah, about what the house okay. Yeah, well, yeah, toil, the toil subject is that this particular dent in my forehead, where I hit the wall, <laughs> Um, I think that what you're describing is 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 right. That people gather their assets, their 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 strength, their power, their uh, their gifting, their their talents. They gather. We gather these things as business people, and we're strong in that. And so off we go. But um, uh, yeah, you, you said a particularly powerful thing, Michelle. You used the word grace. I think grace helps us carry it's like a um i i I don't know i but i see it like grace lifts some of the burden off of our shoulders and Mm -hmm. that grace makes us i mean we feel invincible and i yeah it is exactly it's lift off i miss those days when i felt that way but yeah you just feel so so powerful and and i love that and i just bless that in everyone doing that thing but i do think that there is an enemy strategy and he hates our, he hates our guts. And the reason is because he's so, he's been uh, cast away from heaven. He's orphaned. So we have this foe who is an orphan spirit, right? He's, he's fatherless. He is uh, abandoned. He is rejected because he's so toxic. And -hmm. because of that, he's trying to get us to be like him. Actually, Mm -hmm. remember he, God, Lucifer, wanted to be like God. And when that Mm -hmm. failed, uh, he, he was thrown to the earth say, Hey, get out of here. You can't be in heaven doing that. So now he's down on earth, like a lion looking around, trying to find people in his image. And so he's, he's an orphan mindset that is chasing and pursuing us. And so first thing that that rascal is going to try to do is get us to, uh, stumble or fail in, uh, you know, just just our decision making. There, there's this idea of liberty and freedom. Uh, freedom is an escape, but liberty is the thing that keeps us free. So the devil is going to try to mm-hmm. keep us from okay. staying free. So we'll make decisions. See, freedom gives us choices. And when you get out there and have a ton of choices, and some of them are just not good for us, others are awesome for us. And when we start making bad choices that are toxic onboards, we pull these into our lives. What that's the first strategy of the enemy is to get us to poison and talk, you know, poison ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I'm making I'm I'm referring to what I see are people, you know, um big debt decisions, um, um 
reflexive or like um, compulsive purchasing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Gambling addictions. Yeah. I mean, it's just all the nasties, you know, and mm-hmm. frankly, we all struggle with them. They're all out there. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm not here saying those people are bad. I'm saying, oh, that's what the enemy is doing to us. Mm-hmm. And but I think then, for an yeah. entrepreneur to know that 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 it's coming at you as you're building your business is like, you know, putting on that helmet of salvation, like, yes. know that, that this is going to come at you as you go mm-hmm. through levels in your business and that you're yeah. climbing, that these bad, these temptations to make toxic decisions or worldly decisions or listen to worldly advice where around these things that where our soul is trying to prosper and um, the enemy is trying to take us back into toil. Um, yes. So, yes. Oh, well, so that's this is amazing. What you just said is powerful. Putting on uh, our, our helmet and gearing up prepared for that kind of onslaught, the toxic ideas, is what happens is we become capable at that and we become aware of that enemy strategy. So he does a strategy number two, and that is toil. And when what toil does is wear us down. We just he just he will add things to us that aren't toxic, particularly but they just exhaust us. They're outside mm-hmm. of our grace. gifting, <laughs> yeah, out of our grace. Thank you. And when, when, when you get into toil, I'm not talking about long, hard days. I'm, uh, right. you know, I, I'm a farm boy, so I grew up, I, I get long, hard days, but we are engineered for a rest. Mm-hmm. E, you know, it, that, that sabbatical pattern is, is really important for all your uh, entrepreneurs we are designed to have a downtime. We can work like maniacs all week long. And I think we should. I love it. I do. Mm-hmm. But I have learned a really hard lesson that if you do not respect a downtime, a, a way. Mm-hmm. And now the Jewish model is a 24-hour period, starts at 7 p.m. on a Friday and goes till the same uh, 6 or 5 based on sun up, sundown on the, the next day, Saturday, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to build laws or get underneath all that stuff. I'm just saying those dudes have been around and doing business a lot longer than us. And there's some <laughs> yeah. wisdom in there, you know, well, like, that's a good point. and mm-hmm. so I have, I, I refer to the bump on my head. Oh Lord. I was, I had, I, I had a, a business, a CPA practice. I was the CFO of Bethel church. It was growing, you know, like I said, from 30 people to 500. It was just, and I was a father, I had two children, I, I was married, I, I was pastoring people, running small groups. I was a out-of-control maniac. Mm-hmm. And I began to realize one day, I feel dead inside. I, mm-hmm. I, but I did this privately. I, on the outside, I'm, you know, I'm succeeding, mm-hmm. I'm productive, mm-hmm. uh, things are working. It's literally, I have success around me. If someone were saying, <laughs> Steve, is your life working? So yeah, my business is thriving. I mean, it was just growing about 20% a year. I was just, I, it was crazy. But when I was alone, I had to just kind of, you know what, God, I feel like a zombie, man. I'm not feeling, I'm not finding that there's this verse, John 10, verse 10, that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly beyond what we can ask or imagine. And I'm just like, I can't tell anyone, but I feel like, this is terrible. I I feel alone. I feel I feel dead. I feel like a zombie just walking. I, I want to read the what you put in your book because I thought it was so powerful. You said toil is an oppressive spiritual force. Yes. 
that among other things separates work from its spiritual purpose and drives away the other vital activity activities that are necessary for maintaining a connection with God. Yeah. I just thought, you know, when it whenever it becomes something where you're no longer able to to maintain it, the purpose of it, like the purpose yeah. that we are until our soul prospers, right? We have our dreams, we're living out the dream, but when all of a sudden that gets separated and we're just over here toiling and we're no longer connecting with God and we're no longer serving people out of a dream to serve people and not serve money, we're over here back over here under toil and toil is pulling us away from God and pulling us into that serving money um, versus serving people. Like, I just thought that was so powerful the way you put that in the book. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What that looked like in my life is people would come to me and, you know, try to encourage me like, Steve, you know what? You're doing such a good job. And you know what? I'd like you to, I'm going to tell 10 more people about you, you know, in my, I I wanted to punch him in the nose. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Because that's not me. But I'm just, I couldn't absorb any more good news. I was just, it was the weirdest (laughs) circumstance. It was like, I was so exhausted um, Mm -hmm. that, that any, any, you know, progress, improvement, increase, I shut up. Everybody stop. Yeah. Get in your corners. I just leave me alone. And when Mm -hmm. I realized that that's not me, what's going on. And that's when I realized I'm so dead inside. In fact, um, one of one one day, my wife, when this came to a head, my wife said something. We're out in the front yard gardening. I can picture it. We were out there gardening away. And oh, no, no, I was at the kitchen sink. I remember I was at the kitchen sink and she said something that was kind of hurtful. And that that happens sometimes. We say things back and forth. But when it hit me, when it was like a, a, a spear got me, it was like she threw it through this little javelin and it went into me mm-hmm. and it didn't hurt. And I turned around and I said, you know what, there's something wrong because I have no, I can't even react to that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so shut down. I'm mm. in such survival mode. I should give context. I was doing seven day weeks for like seven years at this point. Oh, I was, Stephen. I was doing like 80 hours was a easy week for me. I was working my full head off and I was so dried. Well, I began to institute a sabbatical. And I, if, if we have time, I would explain why. But what I did is I, I learned I need, I need one day to rest body, soul, and spirit. I have to rest body, soul, spirit. I've been getting body rest. I, mean, I sleep great at night. I, you know, I fall in the bed and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gone in five minutes, oh, two minutes. Sleep mm-hmm. eight hours, nine hours, no problem. So my body was resting but my soul and my spirit were not. So I had to learn how to kind of refill my, my tank. Yeah. And, and Stephen, uh, can you, can you explain that too? in just a way of the wrestling process, cause I know we kind of talked about, you gave a great definition and in, in Jacob, how Jacob was kind of where you are, where he was like toiling and toiling for his dear Rebecca. I mean, mm. we all have our dear Rebecca. That's our, our dream. Oh, I our, like that. Our, yeah. Our, our, you know, the dream God put inside of us. And we're, to, you know, we're kind of like, okay, God, I can do this. I can do this for a season of time. I can serve and I can grind, you know, kind of not grind it out. We don't want to grind it out, but you can have the grace to serve for a certain yeah, amount of time. Absolutely. And then you hit this point where I love how you described uh, what Jacob, I've never heard anybody explain the wrestling of Jacob, what wow. he was actually wrestling out um, when you put that in the book. Can you kind of walk us yeah. through 
what yeah, Jacob wrestled out, what you wrestled out as you were going through this season. Well, that particular story in uh, about Jacob is powerful because uh, Jacob is one of the people we see renamed in scripture. So he's mm-hmm. this, uh, it, to our day, he's this patriarch. He's th- this yeah. Jewish mm-hmm. patriarch that's written about and has, he's very interesting character. But if you, <laughs> if you put yourself back in the time, he was, um, his word, his name, Jacob, meant heel catcher. It meant he was a tripper. He was a track trickster. He was just, he was just a kind of a scandal guy. <laughs> I started to say scandal, but is that, <laughs> you can that's say probably scandal. a Hebrew, it's a, it's a Latin term. It means, you know, he was just a little questionable. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Advanced Latin there. Sorry guys. But yeah, he was, um, he was kind of a scoundrel. And the reason he was that way is because he was orphan minded. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was going on is he, um, when we see this wrestling match, what was happening is he was fighting for his identity, his mm-hmm. who am I question. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that is such a gigantic subject. I, mm-hmm. I believe I talked a moment ago about capacity. Mm-hmm. I believe capacity is what God gives us in, in the form of a triangle. This is, I'm, I'm jumping around, but bear with me. There is a triangle we all operate under in the subject of capacity. The triangle is identity, protection, and provision, the three sides of a triangle. Those three sides in place make the triangle the strongest geometric shape. It can't, mm-hmm. nothing carries better than those three in place. What we see is Jacob recognizing he had a problem with his identity his mm-hmm. he was wanting a new name so the story's profound he he wrestles with god basically saying i want a new name who am i who am i who am i and he was fighting over that bottom that bottom side of the triangle i need to know i need a better identity this isn't mm-hmm. what i have is i'm a i'm a scandal but i don't want to be a scandal i mm-hmm. what am i and the the story goes that that this angel came and and Jacob contended with it, and uh, this this angel obviously we can't defeat an angel. This Jacob persists and and wins, but limps away. So he mm-hmm. injures him. The angel injures him, mm-hmm. but in in Jacob's walking away in his injury in his success, he gets a new name, Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Israel. Um, gosh, the name of what Israel means escapes me, but <laughs> you can read about it in the book. It's, it's dropped out of my head here. It's this idea. Well, I have it right here. Let me grab it. It means God strives. I have there it in your it book. Is. There it is. God. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think that, I think that uh, we're talking about toil. We're talking about, you know, a lot of different things, but I really think all capacity. So we're talking to entrepreneurs, women who have huge capacity and they're able to step into building businesses, run, probably running families or at least raising children. They've got all these dynamics going on around them. What I think the, the primary principle thing to do is build our 
identity, clearly mm -hmm. understand the answer to the question, who am I? If we figure that out, it is one of the keys, the bottom triangle, it's one of the keys, the foundation to capacity. Think about, this is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, wow. I think it's amazing. Do you know that <laughs> I the too. triangle <laughs> is the most stable symbol, right? It, you can't mm -hmm. tip it over because it's so stable. In the Jewish mind, in their, in their uh, teaching, the triangle symbolizes three corners, three points. The top point is God, superior. The two bottom points mean all of creation and humanity. We, they see us as a separate thing. That's a triangle, the most stable. In other words, God's rules always are on top. They also associate an upside down triangle and God is at the bottom and creation and humanity at the top. So imagine two triangles, one most stable, oh, things that never change oh. and things that are completely unstable, always changing, confusing, what? And that also is pointed with God at the, at the peak at that point. Mm -hmm. What's crazy, if you put those two symbols together and look at the Jewish flag, you see the Star of David. That's why their symbol is the Star of David. It's mm -hmm. because they acknowledge the stable absolutes in God and the crazy unstable changing things all the time in God. And all of that is contained in their worldview. This is so different than the, our Western culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we, we build theologies mm -hmm. around God loves me when everything's working right and things are stable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this Hebrew yes. mindset says, well, actually, no, sometimes life doesn't make sense. COVID-19, you know, just these, these crazy things mm -hmm. going on around us. Um, breakups and heartaches and just ooh, all the, yeah. the tough stuff. Yeah. But God is in all of it and it will serve us well, even in our businesses, maybe, maybe especially in our businesses to recognize God's in all of that. And what we need to build in capacity has to be the ability to carry both the crazy town stuff and the, the boring patterned, unchanging, you know, those, how many mm -hmm. days do we get out of bed and we're just like, yeah, I got to do this again. You know, I, I, where where's the lights and the you know the hairdos and I don't know. <laughs> you, know I, you know, I don't spend a lot of time. But I love that, that Stephen, because I feel like you just said like this is what Jacob was wrestling for. He was wrestling for this for all of us, like he the was. new Israel, Israeli. Like that was his new name, and that is what we all come under. Is and I love how you said, um, you know, the hope deferred makes the heart sick, and when we get in that stable place, and mm -hmm. hope is is on a teeter-totter, like we come back to that foundation. Yeah. And yeah. that is where we we sit in a solid place in our identity, in the protection and in uh, the provision of God, the grace yeah. of God, like it all does come together. And that is where we wanna build businesses out of because yeah. we know Absolutely. that the, the ride of an entrepreneur <laughs> can be up and down. And yeah. we don't want you to get down here and start to toil and not and serve money and versus be you know on the upswing where we understand that there is stability and that we're not going to create a theology out of um the craziness that that we know god right right that's a good point we build it on both ends of that spectrum don't we in the stability that means god's blessing me we also mm -hmm. sometimes build kind of bad theology around it's always crazy things will always go bad 
you know, it's going too well, something's bound to fail, you know, that whole theology. In fact, this almost, uh, the, the, the bad examples of those, the bad versions of theology or mindsets that we build uh, are what we call poverty and mammon. And this mm-hmm. is another subject in the book. Poverty and mammon, I believe, are mindsets, not devils. And some, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Some people teach that these are, there's a, a devil of poverty and a devil or a demon or a demon of mammon. Uh, I don't think that. I think they are mindsets that are opposites. One is excess and excessive. That's the mammon. It's it's entitlement. Mm-hmm. It's puffing mm-hmm. you up. Mm-hmm. It's pride. It's those mm-hmm. things that we kind of don't like, and yet they kind of get in us. And the other side is poverty, and that says you're a piece of junk. You're a you're a scandal butt. You're you're awful. You know what I mean? It's and it turns you down. And holds you, yeah. yeah. And the fingerprints of these are easily identified, but I would say this, um, these two things are not exclusively in me, one or the other. Mm -hmm. They work like a team. I think that they're (laughs) twins, like puppet twins, Mm -hmm. and the puppet master is the orphan spirit. Orphan spirit has Mm -hmm. these strings that animate these things, and we down here in the church, if you can picture these two puppets, and there's strings going up to the orphan spirit. And down here is us, our business people. And we're moving, we're moving back and forth, trying to find a balance point between these two rotten alternatives. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's that's all the devil cares about is to keep us in between. What yes. we need to do is cut the strings. How do you cut the orphan strings? Identity. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, it, so good. It, it stuff cycles <laughs> around. Yeah. It's 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 all there. But we, our culture, we don't really talk about it. And Mm -hmm. business people, I think you're an exception, but business people don't talk about it because we're by nature competing for this Mm -hmm. idea of limited cash or limited Mm -hmm. sales, right? If Mm -hmm. I take sales, you don't get them. But all of that is a Western mindset that is not true. It's just not there. And so as we grow this idea, our capacity grows and grows and grows and grows. And that's how you find these, these amazing women and men, uh, business people that build these incredible empires. It's amazing. Their capacity is, a, is stunning. But we, we can all do it. But we have to get there through capacity. It's a matter of, of building our protection, provision, and identity. Mm-hmm. Where do we do that? Well, you know, we got to cut the strings. That gets our our identity, we have to answer these questions. Who am I, why am I, and what do I see? So good, so yeah. good, love that. And what identity is one of the pillars in our roadmapper pro- yeah. process very early on. We want people to get their identity nailed Ooh, wow. down. Because some, of us, because some of us spent years spinning and trying to figure stuff out. And when you yeah. get that foundational piece, like you don't need another guru, you need to get yeah. that foundational piece. That's yeah. right. Right. We don't need somebody constantly. That bugs me when they, we build these patterns where you have to go back to the mirror. Who am I again? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I go do stuff. Wait, who am I? Go back to the (laughs) mirror. You know, I forgot what I looked like. It's like, that's, that's not a sustainable reality. That's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not what a champion looks like. Uh, there, I love it when I talk to someone who's and they're rare, but when you find someone who's really comfortable in who they are, they're, they're 
comfortable in their own skin. I have yeah. a friend that is this way and it's just hilarious talking to this person because he's like, no, they I just know I, they know who they I'm are. Good. Yeah. And he's not like denying any of his warts and goofy, you know, goofy things. He's like, no, I need to work on that stuff. But he's mm -hmm. not he's comfortable in her own skin. I've seen women. I think my wife is one comfortable in her own skin. She just no, this is who I am. This really was a threat to me in our marriage because, hey, I have to grow up. I, I can't be this little weirdo boy that's trying to be married to a, an actual woman. I have to grow up and be a man. So a lot of- I love your honesty. <laughs> well, a lot of my growth is, is the fact that, you know, I'm just not, my, to my advantage, to my credit, I am not willing to live false. I'm just, I just won't live a fake life. Yeah. Now I may not be where, you know, I'm even today, I'm not where I want to be, but because I had this person in my life who is just kind of like, Hey, you, you got a wart or booger in your nose. You need to fix that. You know, she's just telling me straight, you need to work on that. And I'm like, Oh, you're right. I that does stay. Well, she I, is a good woman, man. She has pushed you, and I honor her because this book was amazing, and what's coming out of your life is amazing. And um, so, yeah, we honor Mrs. Um, Silva as well. So, give her our greetings and our love. I will. I will. I, um, I just want to thank you so much, Stephen. I know we are wrapping up here because we're going to go into our roadmap. Our a monthly membership group Friday Fire, and um, Stephen is has a special group for uh, entrepreneurs, or he has a special uh, kind of. I don't know. I'm not going to give the secret away, but um, we're going to work with our entrepreneurs. We're going to drop a surprise for you in there. Some fire. He's going to be working with you um, just for a few minutes. We're going to get some fire in there. Um, so those of you who are in our monthly membership, uh, get ready. And um, but Stephen, you have helped us really create that atmosphere. Or I hope I've given people hope that they can create an atmosphere where they do not have to toil. They get to soul prosper. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it may come, you know, here and here, but you know, we're yeah. through our work um, with identity and knowing who we are and whose we are, um, cutting those puppet master strings, we can get to the place where we're running our businesses um, in a place of rest and grace and not toil and our soul is prospering. And that is what we that why we created Faith Over Fear Biz Chicks. And you kind of like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's why we created this. We want women's <laughs> soul to prosper um, because their dreams um, and their capacity is sure. expanding to carry what God has put inside of them. So thank you for giving more clarity to that. Um, I hope people go pick up your book. Um, I know that we have, I think- we'll Put a link in the chat. Yeah. The chat um, is the link, um, but I did want to say it out loud. I think it is, well, Noelle, you have it there. Stephenkdesilva.com backslash free. There's a free resource for you girls. Resources there and um, some entrepreneurial resources at slash. Uh, it's in the store. It's in the store. store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So those are that kind of the things we'll be going over with our members. Uh, Stephen, thank you. Thank you so much. For can, I, can we close with a blessing for Stephen? Absolutely. Oh, All right. <laughs> um, God, I just want to thank you so much. This interview is a part of the abundant life that you promised all those years ago when I was struggling so desperately. And you brought Stephen De Silva and his book into my life. And I 
God, I just want to honor him today. I pray that you would bring women to this broadcast to spread the word about what he is doing and the impact he's making in the world. And God, I've been praying for a, for something specific to bless him with it, that he would walk away from this show knowing that you met with him and that you did something because of our gratitude for him. So God, what I want to pray is he just mentioned a minute ago that he's not where he wants to be yet. So Father, what I pray is that in the next week, I'm, I'm praying concrete, God. I want him to know that this blessing came because we are so grateful for his time. I pray within the next week, God, that you would do something supernatural to launch him and build his capacity that he would step into the next step of where he wants to be and where you created him to be, God. I thank you for his father's spirit. I thank you for what he fought through in order to write that book that has changed and altered the path of my life and many others. So God, bless him. Thank you for this time with him this morning. Amen. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as we did. And um, we're so grateful, Stephen, that you were able to make it on. We're just so grateful. Um, next week, guys, we also have on a big giant, Leif Hetland. Leif Hetland, Leif Hetland is going to be here. I always scribble over his name. You know never say his name right. <laughs> we can't even believe we got him live. Like he is I, I can't nobody we just keep telling you guys this nobody has ever said no to our broadcast like our, our like we can't believe God's doing something God's up to something yeah. we're just kind of along for the ride and so um next week come back we're gonna have another giant on with us but Stephen thank you so much again and we will see everybody over in Friday Fire um and happy Friday everyone <laughs>